to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I am your co-host, Jay Rosales. We are recording this on February the 12th. Yes, that's two days before Valentine's Day. I don't have any Valentine's Day plans. I don't know about you guys. Dre, do you have any Valentine's Day plans? Well, my only Valentine's plans, I guess, are listening to my all-time favorite band, My Bloody Valentine, whose album Loveless is like the greatest goddamn thing I've ever listened to. If you like noisy music, please put it on. Get deaf. It's like the greatest rock album ever made. Noisy Outside of that, music. the pandemic has ruined the Valentine's Day for everyone. So <laughs> Sounds romantic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's it for me, Jason. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's, you, you know, two days into Valentine's Day. Hopefully, as as long as I get to be with my wife, I, that that's all that matters. But today is also Lunar New Year. So yes. happy Chinese New Year. Happy, Don't get happy that Chinese choice. New Year. Happy yes. New Year. There you go. Year of the Ox. It's year of the Ox. Hopefully it's going to be better than 2020. What are we all? Uh, I'm a snake. I'm a rooster. I'm, yeah, I'm a snake with you. Yeah. I'm rooster. Oh, you're a rooster, rooster? like my girlfriend is. There you go. anybody out there the year of the ox this is your year you know take advantage of it so yeah again happy new year this is that's a rap podcast a podcast by fans for fans follow us on twitter at that's a rap podcast you can find all of us or you can find this podcast you know in every single one of your podcatchers but today we're going to talk about raptors strictly the raptors you know why because they just came back from a four or a six game road trip impressively going four and six on this road trip i know we're a little it was a little of of a a bummer of a game when it comes to the Boston Celtics, but you could tell that they had heavy legs outside of that it doesn't get easier they got some games coming out with against the bucks uh against the wolves and even looking back or towards the future against the 76ers but before we get into that dre jay how you guys doing great man just one little correction there you said four and six it was actually four out of six meaning they were four and two on this six game road trip which is yes. very yeah. very encouraging because absolutely uh you know i was bored the other day and i thought i'd look at how many because t- this is a really long road trip if we think about it and mm-hmm. the raptors 26 year history there this is only the 14th occasion where they've had a road trip of six games or longer and wow. only the second time they've ever finished with four wins. That's it. We've done horrible on all of these six-game <laughs> road trips. In our first season, the Raptors were one. They had two road trips of six games or more. The first road trip they finished one in six. The second road trip one in five. Look at how far we've come now. Right. Even this, you know this is this even happened. In once in during the, the the championship season, the Raptors finished three and three on a six game road trip. So it doesn't matter what who's on. We just happen to suck when it comes to road trips of this long. But that changed, and four and two on this road trip, victories over it's the impressive. Nets, and really good showings against the Celtics. Like it, it was it was good, man. Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, there was a lot of takes uh, that came out of this road trip. Even Nick Nurse said uh, post game after the Boston game, he was like, you know, there was a little bit of everything on this road trip. Went against Brooklyn, like you said, Jay. The Freddie 54, Adrian Griffin getting a win. Oh, and, and a, okay. <laughs> Man, Adrian and Griffin a, getting the initials. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? AG. Uh, I believe he's 2-0 now, so he's undefeated. 
And apparently OG's first ever Super Bowl party. Well, who's is, who's OG is, now? Is that like yeah. Bird Gordon? Like I don't know who that is. Oh man. So there there a lot a lot a little bit of everything. And I wanted to ask you guys, out of this road trip that you were watching, was there anything else that kind of stood out to you? Of course, that 54 probably was the highlight of the entire road trip. But was there anything else that stood out to you guys? Well, all of this was accomplished without we're bringing him up without OG. So I could only speculate what that would have looked like if he was there but you know the guy's still recovering even the games that we lost i feel like we put up a hell of a fight and i feel like if we had og that would have looked different it's getting to a point where i feel like our center is still not great unless boucher comes off the bench but otherwise this team is gelling so much more than the season start and i'm feeling really good about them that's how i feel and i think this 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 road trip between siakam kicking butt van vliet kicking butt except for like maybe one or two games but still being a presence and yeah just og's uh you know the void of not having og that's basically it but otherwise the team is gelling so much better than when the year started outside of that center position i'm mm-hmm. feeling optimistic even with these losses yeah that tender Jay, position conti- yeah that tender position continues to be a, a hot topic right and it's it's almost like the the raptors have a good problem coming out of this road trip and that good problem being that they have le- a legitimate case for six starters none of which include aaron baines but norm powell has made his case right that yeah. he, maybe he should be in the starting lineup but then does that mean like god forbid you would even consider putting og on the bench i wouldn't um no. but then i think the more the more common theme i'm seeing around twitter and i think that we we all were kind of hoping for coming into the season is to have the small lineup to have og siakam mm-hmm. in that front court to have the the three guards of, of norm fred and and kyle running it and i actually thought that that would be our closing lineup throughout the season and that hasn't been the case enough times partially due to some injuries partially because chris boucher has really come out and and really impressed but um, this might be that time, right? Aaron Bean, ba- Baines had a couple of games where it looked like he was coming around, but he's slumped back to it's not enough. Yeah, he, he's gone right back. He's regressed right back to that. Um, you know, he's he's a minus essentially, right? And with trade season officially kicking off, with the 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 small acquisition earlier this week of Derek Rose going to the Knicks, um, <laughs> it's got trades on everyone's mind, right? And you know, what can the Raptors get? In, and what can they, they do at that center position? But but going back to your question there, Jason, in terms of the road trip, another thing I really liked was if you paid attention to that Celtics game, right? Sorry, I'll answer two ways here. Number one is, is okay. I'll get back to the Celtics part, but that Nets win continues to be, like even in hindsight, looks like an even better victory, right? And that might end up mm. being one of our best wins of the season. I remember last mm. year, I couldn't help but keep thinking about that first win over the Lakers um, and how we were injury depleted and we came through and that ended up being one of our signature wins of the season, even though it was early in the season, this victory over the Nets could end up being that, right? Something that we remember and we think, you know what, maybe we can hang with the big boys, right? Mm -hmm. And again, remind you, that was also without OG Ananobi, who by the way, year of the Ox. So maybe this is his year. (laughs) Maybe when he comes back, yeah, he's coming back with a vengeance. Yeah. Um, sorry, and, and I'm I'm totally stealing the the mic here, but uh, just a final no, thought on the please. Celtics game. And 
yes, the the Raptors lost, but if if you notice something, something that I was paying attention to was I, I kind of wanted to see how Siakam would do, right? The Celtics did a phenomenal job of shutting him down last year in the bubble, and Siakam looked great. And part of that is he's starting to he's not forcing it in the post. He's not uh, he he's taking what the defense is giving him. But another side of that too was I noticed he wasn't being guarded by Jalen Brown, and you notice that he was guarding Fred Van Vliet, and Fred Van Vliet didn't have a great game offensively. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he was uh, again very stellar in terms of shutting down um, the the Celtics two stars. So yeah, it was it was a, a weird sight to see. I don't don't know what to make of that. Right, like he, obviously Jalen Brown did a great job of shutting down Fred Van Vliet which opened things up for Siakam. And it, it begs to the question of like, you know, how good can this offense really be? And and I think that the Raptors are forcing defenses to make a choice, right? With right. four or five really solid offensive stars on this team, you really are being worn thin, right? And if Jalen Brown has to guard Fred Van Vliet, who has been the Raptors all-star this year, then that leaves Siakam to operate on a semi Ojale or operate on a, a Grant Williams. Like it's it's a good problem to have. And I, I like how this offense has come around. And now we're in the top, I think we're seventh in the NBA in, in offensive rating. So really good signs from the offense. And you you just know that Nick Nurse has some, you know, defensive tricks up his sleeve. So yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to uh when we destroy the Timberwolves on Sunday. <laughs> there, there's a couple <laughs> of things there's a couple of things I wanted to point out there is that I 100% agree with you when it comes to the Norman Powell. I mean, how he's been playing is full-on starter positioning. Like, he's in the 33 minutes he's been playing for the last five games. He's been averaging 22 points per game, 47.2 point percentage, 3.8 rebounds, 1.5 steals. That's some starter minutes for me. I think Jack Armstrong kind of said it best. Norm loves hearing his name as a starter. He provides that, like, quick punch that early punch in the beginning of the game that obviously you're not going to get because he uh, when he comes off the bench i i just feel like he's more comfortable being a starter but like you said it's a good problem to have because once og is back it's either you're going to go small or norm is going to go back to the bench so i'm hoping that norm is going to understand that uh you know we need that punch coming off the bench we need that consistency coming off the bench obviously you should be a starter much like boucher but after that is it's really slim pickings when it comes to after norm and boucher so i think norm was such a great positive uh in that road trip another thing is that game versus uh memphis where we were down, I believe it was double digits in like the second quarter or something. And then there was a technical galore that game. I believe Lowry got a tech. Uh, and of course, when Nurse got a tech and he actually got ejected, once that ejection happened, that's when it started to uh, click for the Raptors. Uh, there was this one moment in the game where Fred brought everyone together and there, and then it was like, this is it. Like, no more screwing around. Let's win. Let's beat these guys. We're better than these guys. And then they went crazy. They they basically went on like a like a 36 run or something like that and finished the game 128 to 113. That win was fantastic. Uh, so those two, I think the norm game, uh, the norm play throughout the road trip, as well as that. Yeah, I know the Brooklyn game was really really fun, but that was stymied because of the whole Durant situation. But mm-hmm. that Memphis game when Nick Nurse was ejected, I thought the team really. Uh, 
took that I guess energy got that spark and normally a lot of times coaches will get a technical just to get like a spark from their bench or a spark from their starter or something like that he got ejected and I guess it worked out in our favor you know what I mean yeah and I love that I love that uh, that's what um, you know you don't you don't want it to resort to that you want Nick Nurse there coaching but you know you pointed out already AG and Griffin (laughs) 2-0 yeah yes sir AG (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Dre, yeah, you got anything else to add in this road trip? Uh, yeah, but I don't want to get technical, so. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. but um, it's unfortunate that the Raptors are getting as many, and not even just the Raptors, just the entire league is as plague-ridden with, with these technicals, and I feel like are more plentiful than, than usual, maybe because there's no, like, audience noise, and they could hear the the back chat or like you know saying stuff under under one's breath that you couldn't hear usually. I'm not sure. Maybe the, with the pandemic, you know, a lot of tempers are flaring. I'm not sure, but it's this league has just gotten so soft. Like when Harden drops a ball and he gets a technical for it, like it's just it's just stupid at that point. Like you know, we used to laugh at like. You know, when Joey Crawford gave Tim Duncan text on the bench for laughing and he got ejected. But I feel like we're like almost there with some of these. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's just gotten ridiculous, not just towards us, but just anyone. I remember Jack Armstrong said this, and I think you pointed it out, Jay, is that like when you have games that there's like 11 or 12 games they're uh, playing at the same time, there's going to be slim pickings when it comes to good refs. So I'm I'm yeah. not saying that all these refs are t- are terrible, but I mean if you're going to have all these games, you're going to have to you know thin out the good ones and the bad ones. You know what I mean? Not not everybody but, is good. Not everybody is bad either. I guess. Like you can't referee with your emotions on your sleeves like that. Like maybe call a tech on the guy who's being vicious about you know your lack of a call. Fine, but when Harden doesn't give you the ball like it's a gift. Like he just places it on the ground, or like he just drops it on the ground. That's not a technical. There's no <laughs> delay of game. There's no you know harm. There's no rudeness. It it's like we've seen so many people do that, or like when Kelly Oubre gets a technical for for bobbing his head after he gets a dunk. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. it's gotten so power hungry this whole technical here technical there so it looks like the raptors are getting more than usual because they are the whole league is so it's not just us it's Uh, everyone and it's just annoying well when i when i say when i when you think of a technical foul and and i ask you to think of a player in nba history could be present could be past who do you think about rasheed wallace what about you jason uh i was gonna say Shaq. okay uh i also think about rasheed but the person doesn't really matter. But you notice how, yeah. let's use Rashid as an example, when the second he gets angry with a call, whether or not it, it warrants a tech, he most likely is going to get the tech because he has that reputation. And the Raptors have like built... Yeah, yeah. If DeMarcus Cousins, all of a sudden he's angry, whether or not he's directing it towards the ref or a player, he'll probably get called for a tech because he's built that reputation. And I think the Raptors have reached that point. They have that reputation of arguing a lot to the refs. They currently have a ton more technical fouls than any other team. They're at 28, I believe, currently. And the next closest closest team doesn't even have 20. So the the amount of techs that the Raptors get called for, it's, you know, 
sometimes maybe it is warranted. Games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it's 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 not a good sign. And you know, at, at some point, you know these these texts come back to bite you, especially when you're in in some of these games that are close games, right? I mean, there's been a, a a handful of games already that have come down to the last possession. So um, yeah, I, I just think that the Raptors kind of need to cool it a bit there the, you know I, to your point dre yeah there there are a whole bunch more texts being called now you just got to be cognizant of that right and if you can and and tone those down maybe you save yourself a point or two that'll come hand in handy in in getting back to 500 and, and nurse also said it too that he has to kind of cool it down a little bit give the refs more of a break and i i noticed it definitely on the wizard or actually both the wizards and a Celtics game if it was a bad call or any call at all, usually nurses up and, and at the refs, but lately it's been really chill. It's been really calm. And you know what? I'm here for it. Uh, let, you know, let the refs do, do their thing. And if it warrants a, uh, their attention, then go for it. But you, I guess, you know, you don't really always have to argue every single call, but, uh, you know, it, it goes both ways. So uh, it doesn't get any easier. The, the next games are against the wolves then a back-to-back against the Bucks, and then again against the Wolves. And if you want to look even further, we got two games against the 76ers. It doesn't get easier. February is not nice to the Raptors after coming off a six-game uh, six road trip. You got all these uh, really high competition. I'm not too much afraid about the Wolves, but, I mean, there's no really – there's no player on the Raptors that that I know that can stop Cat, and Cat just came back from a protocol um, – so I don't know, man. Like, what do you guys feel? How how do you feel about going back to back against the Bucks? That one's going to be pretty tough. Uh, uh, do do you think that it's going to be heavy legs going forward? Or do you think that this four and six road trip has given them some momentum? February, like the rest of the month. Uh, what you also didn't bring up is that we face the Heat after the Seventy Sixers, and mm-hmm. the Heat now have Jimmy Butler back, and they're on like a what a four a four win. Like a four streak. in a row win streak. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, there's that. Uh, Houston's whatever. But that's a lot of freaking crazy games when you're looking at, um, you know, the 76ers and you're looking at the Bucks, and we haven't figured out our center yet. That doesn't smell good at all. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the Timberwolves, I think, will be fine as long as, you know, Saunders is still the coach. I feel like we could still do really well there, but are we playing well? Yes. But at the same time, we played what? The Magic, the Hawks, you know, we also played the Nets and we won and we also played the the Celtics and we didn't win, but we, we had a, a, a nice fight, but I don't know. Embiid under Doc's coaching is having a borderline MVP season. 100%. And yeah. then, you know, Giannis is coming off of that. You know, he's not a center, he's a power forward, but, you know, he obviously takes on a lot of center responsibilities. Plus, you have, you know, people like Brooke Lopez. So that doesn't feel very good when our center is lacking because I feel like those are two teams where they will take advantage of that and catch our lapses on every other department so if we have to step up with our point guard playmaking our um, exterior shooting they can defend the perimeter they can go toe-to-toe Tobias Harris is having an MIP season so 
I I don't know. It doesn't bode well. So let's win those Timberwolves games, guys, because those are two freebies <laughs> and a month that's gonna suck from here on out. I think I think we've got to win over the Bucks at least one. I think so too. I, I was about to say if you if you if we remember back in in January end of January when we faced the Bucks, it honestly was a very good game. The only thing that uh, could have been better is uh, Siakam's play, and this was before that. But when they were playing the Bucks, it was before when Siakam was trying to get his groove back. And now you notice that he's he's having fun out there. Uh, no matter who is guarding, it's like you know whether he's going to drive and kick, or his three points is coming back, or his mid range is coming back. So I agree with you, Jay. I think we're going to get one, at least one of the Bucks games. But I'll I'll let you finish, brother. No, no, no. I, I was interested. I was interested to know what what your reasoning was because my reasoning is that uh, Drew Holiday is probably not playing. Uh, he is out because oh, no. of health and oh, safety. Yeah, that's true. yeah, he's out because of health and safety protocols. There is no timetable for his return, so I think it's fair to assume he's not going to be there for either game. He is a very key part of their success. Uh, the Raptors did a DJ great Augustine. job. DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine revenge game. Oh boy, let's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, with as we, the Raptors did a great job of shutting down Holiday offensively the last time they faced. I mean, he shot three mm-hmm. of fourteen, which is great defense on him. But on the flip side, that's also he, he Drew Holiday is an outstanding All NBA defender. So not having that on the floor and instead having DJ Augustine, like yeah, okay, sure, he's he's there's there's a bit of a, a rough history there with Raptors fans, but at the same time, that's a much easier point guard to be facing against rather than than Drew oh, Holiday. Yeah. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say the, the the Raptors can steal one, at least one, in in Milwaukee, and whether that ends up being on on the front end of that uh, two game or on the back end, uh, I would almost hope that it ends up being on the on the front end because the back end is the first of a doubleheader, and I get it. The second half of that doubleheader is against the Timberwolves, which should be an easy victory. But you know, you you kind of want to get your victories in, right? And I think that they can win the next two which are against minnesota and milwaukee and then maybe that back-to-back and this is the other thing is the raptors have not lost both ends of a back-to-back in i forgot how long it's been but the, the raptors are very good in winning at least one of them so mm-hmm. um yeah that so, so i think three of the next four is very much doable and then i'm not even going to talk about the sixers i think what's also important is that um and i bring this up every week at this point because it still rings true there is very little lopsidedness in this league. And I mean, teams that are sucking and teams that are doing well. The only teams that are like heads and shoulders doing better than everyone else records-wise are teams like the Clippers, Lakers, shockingly the Jazz, which I'm all about that Jazz train. That's so mm-hmm. cool. Um, mm-hmm. And the 76ers, like the only team in the East. Even the Bucks are like, they have a winning percentage, but it's not like, what it was two years ago when the Bucks were first, where it's like they've only lost like five games and the rest they've won, or like when we were doing well. This this league is so even playing field right now, where we're below five hundred and yet we're still in playoff standing. Not because the East sucks, but because the league is so like even. It's very very strange. So perhaps you're right that there is a chance that. Are the Bucks technically a better team? Yes, but maybe not what they once were, not because they suck or because we're better, but because the league is just so even. And perhaps that'll translate it into this as well. 
almost like a Jerry Seinfeld thing where everything balances the highs and the lows. And, you know, you come, you come out even basically. So <laughs> one win, one loss, maybe uh, then the 76ers, I, I am predicting two losses. You never know, but you might be right about the bucks, especially because Drew's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. It's a key yeah. piece. Yeah. And, and I, I, again, I won't, I won't make any guesses about Philly partially because it's, uh, we're talking about nine to 11 days away from today. So a lot can happen. Right. And as we saw with Drew and the sure. health and safety protocols, who knows what could happen on either side. Right. But yeah, I'll stick to the Raptors winning three of the next four, which is brings the Raptors to 500. Yes, please. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to Dre's point, I mean, we're only two games outside of fourth uh, place. However, we're only two games outside of 12th place. So it's very, right. you know, if you if you go on a run, you're way up there. If you lose three three or four games in a row, you're all the way to the bottom. So it, it, let's get at least two or, you know, if not three games out of this next uh, four games. But all right, let's take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back and hopefully we won't talk too much about the housing market. <laughs> talk to you guys soon. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thank goodness for that. Now I just forgot all about Lowry putting his house up for sale. Oh, shit. Oh, I just remember. Oh, come on. Come on. We were doing so well. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, That wasn't planned at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome back to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by fans for fans. Again, you can catch us on Twitter at That's a Rap Pod. Before the break, we were talking about the the six-game road trip where the Raptors did – etch out four wins which is quite highly impressive let us know what you guys thought about the road trip you know what stood out to you and you know what do you think is going to happen in the next couple of games but now all right i'm not a realtor all right uh i know i know a few and i i even saw a listing jay you sent it to the the group chat bars of that uh kyle lowry has recently uh put up his toronto house uh up for sale at a whopping, actually, you know, you know, I thought it was actually going to be more, but 
to us it's a whopping 5.4 million dollars regardless it is on sale and how much do you guys have in your bank accounts <laughs> <laughs> Can we pull this I have all those zeros. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beforehand. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kyle Lowry has has put up his his house on sale in, in Toronto, and and this is the thing. And we're gonna talk about this a little bit later, but we don't really know when the Raptors are gonna come back to Toronto. Hopefully, if the the earliest to play back in the, the Scotia Bank Arena, the earliest is gonna be October, and that's like being optimistic so what is the point i guess of having a house where you're not going to live in i'm mo- I, I i'm gonna guess i'm assuming that larry's family is in philadelphia uh so really why have the second i know i know he's getting paid 30 plus million dollars a year so he can afford it but really what is the point so i and i i heart back to like when there was all that rumors about uh Ka- Kawhi leonard finding schools for his daughter like it Honestly, all of that stuff is his personal stuff. Who cares? What I don't I don't really see the whole point of speculating of what's what the Raptors are going to do or what Lowry is going to do. But you know, it's it's fun to talk about, or maybe it's solid to talk about. So, what do you guys think when you when you first uh, saw that Kyle Lowry was going was put is putting up his house for sale? So much of it can be blown out of proportion because it's not like he's like a James Harden or something who said I want out or anything of that nature. I feel like the guy has been playing in Tampa because of this whole thing with, you know, the pandemic or whatnot. So perhaps, you know, it could be like a temporary home in the States, or perhaps he sold it because he wants to sign again with Toronto and get a bigger house and settle here. We don't know the exact context. The problem is the trade deadline is coming. There's obviously been a bit of buzz, like there always is. Is this guy going to leave Toronto? Is that guy going to leave Toronto? Toronto's plagued with this stuff for some reason. So when you hear chit-chat about Lowry, and then you see this, that doesn't bode well. So I honestly don't know. But I do know that a lot of people have said for ages, let's build around the young guys. Clearly, Van Fleet can be a starting point guard. Clearly, Siakam has gotten his head out of the clouds and he's playing a lot better again. Clearly OG is having a pretty good season and can have an even better one and develop into a better player. Clearly there's a lot of promise. Clearly Masai will do any move it takes to get to where we need. We saw that with Bargnani and we're like, wow, this guy's a real deal. We really saw it with DeRozan and it's like, oh damn. Okay. He will do anything. So we don't actually know. We can only speculate it doesn't bode well, but I don't know. Deep down, I would love for this guy, Kyle Lowry, to retire a Raptor. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He does, he clearly doesn't have too, too many years left, even though he's playing really well. On one hand, you know, my heart hurts. On the other hand, if this is the way that things are going, business-wise, could we get something really good in return and get a fire under our butts? Yes. But at the same time, I don't see how we couldn't be good with with Lowry. Like I, he's such a great ringleader for mm-hmm. the team. Agreed. You know, I, it's not like he's not bringing stuff to the team. It's not like he's out of use. So, like Dirk Nowitzki, for instance, even when he was like a snail, even when he was like falling over like an old man, brought wisdom, brought spacing, brought that presence that just 
so many Mavericks players valued, they're still worse than Lowry being a Raptor. So it hurts. It's not like he's past his prime. There's still worth there, but there's also worth in what we can get to a team that's flourishing. I don't know. I'm so split and it hurts. Yeah, it's it's a hard it's it's hard to think about him not being a raptor anymore. And this is the th- other thing is like we've talked about this numerous times in this podcast about how you know we just should use this time and enjoy Kyle Lowry on the team, right? That a, a trade could happen any day now. We know it's the last year of his contract, you know, and and there's a lot of nice pieces being written about him because of the the recent milestones he's hit, whether it's the the ten thousand points or whatever. So. It, it's time to, it's if anything, him putting his house up for sale is a reminder, all right, enjoy every freaking second that he's still on the court as a Raptor. The, the part that confuses me or that has me worried is, and I agree with you, Jason, when you say, yeah, they're, they're going to be in Tampa until October. So definitely, well, you're not even using the house. You haven't been to the house mm. in how many months? Sell it. Yeah, that makes sense. But what confuses me is the timing of it, right? If you knew the second that the NBA announced you're going to be playing in Tampa for at least until March, wouldn't you have put your house up for sale in November or December even? Why wait till now? So that is an extra two, three months of whatever your mortgage you're paying on something that you know you're not going to be going back to. Or maybe, maybe he want to hold on to it just a little bit longer in case there's a decision that the Raptors are going to be going back to Toronto. Maybe that's it. I, I, I'm actually telling myself that that's actually the reason why he did it. It's like, okay, I'll hold on to it for a couple months. Maybe we will in the second half of the season return to Toronto. So, um, you know, as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm convincing myself as, as much as I'm trying to convince you guys. So that's what I'm going to go with. Um, yeah. I guess the, the other side of this too, is that, you know, there, that this franchise has, and, and this front office has done a great job, at least from my eyes in terms of, trying to be i guess transparent with with the players and and they should be um the first example that comes to mind is actually the opposite and i'm thinking about when they when demar Derozan said he was blindsided and i, and I would like to think that's not going to happen with kyle lowry but i'd also like to think that they've learned from that and and that you know if they were to ever even consider trading him that they would have at least had the conversation with him and that could have also led to him wanting to sell but i i'm i'm I think I've convinced myself. So thank you guys for letting me rant a bit here. But I think I've convinced myself that he put his house up for sale because, you know, news came out that the Raptors are going to be here for the rest of the season. Maybe he found out a little bit earlier than the rest of the league did, which is totally possible considering he's part of the, he has connections to the NBA uh, Players Association. So yeah, um, that's what I'm convincing myself. Uh, I hope you guys follow my lead. And he's, uh, yeah. He's 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 just selling it because yeah. he wants to not waste his money anymore. I, you know what? It's not so much of the selling of the house because I, you know again NBA players can have multiple uh, houses and multiple properties because because they can honestly. But what I guess uh, disappoints me mostly is knowing that if let's say this is the the possibility and let's be real, it's I, I want to say it's it's on the higher end of like the 50-50 range if Lowry's going to stay or go. Um, and I don't think he's going to stay a, a Raptor. But 
what bothers me is that because the fact that the Raptors are going to play in Tampa for the remainder of the season, we don't know how long that's going to be out because they haven't released the second half of the schedule is that thinking that we've already seen the last time Lowry has played for the Raptors in Toronto. If this whole COVID have, haven't happened, of course, there's so many different, uh, so many situations and uh, the, the fact that the Raptors are even playing is a miracle, but the fact that, we didn't get to watch Lowry play his last game in a Raptors uniform in the in the Toronto arena. That bugs me the most. And not only that, is that we could possibly have seen the last uh, of Norman Powell. Also, if you really think about it, next year he has a player option um, for the eleven million. I don't think he's going to sign that that player option. He's going to get more, and I'm thinking about the eighteen million dollar range. If the Raptors are going to offer Norm 18 to 19, you're talking about the future, the future locked up, Pascal, Fred, Norm, OG. That's your future in Malachi. Uh, if that's what you want, by all means, go for it. But Powell is not, and I tell you that right now, he is not going to re-sign a Raptor for $11 million on that player option. He's, yeah, not. he's not picking that option up. No. Yeah, there's no way. So... Is this the last time we see, has it been the last time that we've seen Larry and Powell as a Raptor in Toronto? And, you know, you, you, you say that, and I was th- I've been obviously thinking about that too, especially once the house went up for sale. And I wanted to go back and look at the last time that the Raptors played at Scotiabank <laughs> Arena. And I oh, got to tell God. you, guys, it was, it, was, it was heartbreaking on many levels. So <laughs> on top of the fact I, I don't that, remember it. I don't remember so, telling us. Yeah, I, so... It's February 28th, 2020, so we're almost coming up on the one-year anniversary now. Wow. The Raptors were facing the Charlotte Hornets, those annoying, annoying Uh. guys. And in that game, it was a tie game, final minute, and the Raptors had a chance, and I forgot who missed the shot. Someone had missed a three. I want to say it was, ironically, Norm. I think it was Fred? Possibly Fred. Someone had missed in the final 10 seconds. Lowry picks up the offensive rhythm because he always knows where to be and how to impact the game. He picks up the offensive rebound, runs to the corner where the ball ends up, and fires a wide-open corner three with five seconds left and misses. And the, the, the Hornets grab the rebound, and I remember it being frustrating because Rondé Hollis-Jefferson foul Charlotte off ball when you foul off ball that is one free throw and possession so they ultimately hit all three free throws and they're up three with only one second left and the final play you know we the you just picture it like the, the crowd's going crazy they're cheering for some sort of a you know hoping for an overtime or whatever it's Lowry inbounding to Powell and Powell missing and you know I I find it ironic that those are the two names you mentioned because those are the last two to do anything on the Scotiabank Arena floor. I'm going to cry. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's a lot to take in, definitely, as as Raptors fans, as as basketball fans. And, you know, the, Lowry has meant so much. And, and I'm not trying, you know, this this is not saying that Lowry's gone or or Norm. He, they're still playing for the Raptors, which is fantastic. Uh, but but I, I can't help to think that, when, Jay, when you said that, you know, enjoy what you see on the on the court right now with with Lowry and you know Powell as as well but then i'm thinking about like you remember when you know Leonard was here right people are saying 
just enjoy it. Just enjoy the fact that you have one of the best players in the NBA on your team. But while while he's there, it's like it's hard not to think about it. You know, as much as you want to stop and say, wow, this is amazing. You can't help but think about what's going to happen next, because ultimately you're a Raptors. We are Raptors fans. We're not, we, you know, we're not Buccaneers fans or Patriots fans that just jump ship to the Buccaneers because of Tom Brady. No, we love the Raptors and we want to know what the Raptors are doing. And because of the legacy that Larry has left, you know, it's 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 kind of disheartening to think about, you know, this might have been the last time, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't want to put a damper on this, but I no, hope. Let, let me I let hope. me. I want to. I'm going to interrupt you there so that we can kind of okay. end end this note on a positive. It's this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the what Raptors, I was trying to get to. At least the Raptors not not getting Giannis is actually good news because that means that the money that they were going to give to Giannis and definitely not give to Lowry is all of a sudden there, right? And maybe they don't offer Lowry a whole lot of money, but at least there's more money. For, for their for them to give to him that again would have gone to Giannis. So I think that there's a possibility that Lowry stays. Mm. But um, see, that's that's my point. See, I know that Dre, I know that you said that it's a good idea to have Kyle, which I 100 percent agree. Kyle Lowry is still a top NBA player. However, how much and I know that Lowry is going to do what's best for him, which he should. So is it worth the Raptors spending more than 30 million dollars? To Kyle Lowry, is any no. other team going to offer him more than thirty million dollars outside no. of the Toronto Raptors? I don't think so. The Raptors are not going to offer thirty million. I'll tell you that. Right. They they've already did the overpay. His last contract, the two year contract, yeah. was the overpay, right? Exactly. Yeah, that was the legacy pay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With the understanding that he's going to get paid a lot less, assuming that we have some sort of a superstar like Giannis on on board, right? So, yeah, it's it, yeah. they they really are going to reach a crossroads this summer, and I think that. You know, Dre, you 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 already touched upon this that the the possibility of of Lowry being on the trade market is there, right? Because of you know he has he still is very solid and he can actually help bring all of these teams. And Dre, you also talked talked about this earlier that it is a much uh, more even playing field this year. Someone like a Lowry can really tip the scales of bringing a team like the Sixers over the top and becoming a Finals contender. Versus them just being a Eastern Conference final favorite, you know what I mean? Like so, teams where it's like absolutely, maybe the, uh, like the Cavaliers are playing well, but they need one more piece to figure it out. His veteran presence, but bam, like it's one of those things where his value is for sure going to be somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but yep. again, we. He, but the the very heart of this is he's still a Raptor. Norm Powell's playing out of his mind, and the Raptors have dug themselves out of a one in seven start and are knocking on the door of five hundred. This is good That's time true. to be a Raptors fan, guys. Absolutely. Even you know, game recognized game before the Boston Celtics game. Uh, their coach Brad Stevens was like that. He got a kick out of people, you know, putting down the Raptors because of their like one in seven start, and he knew that they're just. The Raptors are too good of a team, they're too good of an organization, too, too well coached. Uh, and now, you know, you you see the fruits of the labor and it's not surprising. So game recognized game. It is a good time to be a Raptors fan, obviously. And uh, finally, finally, I wanted to talk about the Maasai case. Um, of course, we all know that in 2019, he was accused, obviously, absurdly accused by the uh, Sheriff's Department in Oakland, Al- I don't. Alameda, Alameda County. Thank you. Yeah, I even uh, dropped the name out of my head because it was so ridiculous. But basically, the both uh, 
the the county has dropped the charges on Masai and uh, to Masai's and his his lawyer's credit, uh, they also dropped charges because and I, you know I would have sued the heck out of that guy, but I mean I don't want to go too much uh, on this. I I'm just glad that the stupidity is over and that everyone can kind of uh, go. Uh, their separate ways with that. But is there anything on that case you guys wanted to talk about? Thank God it's over. Yeah. Same Thank thing. God it's over. Same here. Yeah. Let's just, let's just put it this way. When, whenever I encounter anybody who, you know, doesn't jive with me, uh, I always just think that, you know what, people get what they deserve eventually. Let's, let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. So Raptors fans, yeah. let, you know, let us know what you think about um, the, the whole Tampa and, the Raptors staying in Tampa, the situation. If you think Lowry has played his last game in Toronto, same thing with Powell. And you know what? Let's just leave the Masai case where it should be. So, Dre, where can we find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. And you can follow my film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S, F-A-T-L-E.com. No spaces. We also host the K-Cut podcast, which is a movie podcast by... Uh, movie nerds for movie nerds that's uh, released every Tuesday night um, on Spotify and all those hot places like iTunes and all of that and um, yeah that's pretty much it Jay where can we find you you can find me on Twitter at Rosalasaurus you can find my weekly article the wrap up uh, every Monday on Raptors HQ same place you're finding this podcast and that is it, I believe. Oh, and uh, I said it off the top, but um, you know, happy Chinese New Year and also happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. That's me. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Lunar New Year. Happy Valentine's Day. Whenever you guys are listening and girls, when you're listening to this and uh, make sure to follow us on That's a Rep Pod uh, on Twitter. Uh, all three of us will be on we are on rotation i believe dre you're taking that that sunday game and i will be on the back of uh, the two games against the the bucks so definitely check us out there again that's a wrap podcast but until then that's a wrap